Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families. Followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Why? It's very simple. They're the host. They're the ones in charge, not me. I'm the technical guy. I'm the button pusher, which I oftentimes get that wrong, which is why they're the boss. They're in the captain's chair. They're at the wheel, which only means that they are the ones in charge of steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Glad to have you here for this episode 439 here at His Hard Line. It is Monday, February 6th, 2023, and we are going to have a conversation and discuss from then to now in Lawful Assembly. Welcome. So before we get started, just a couple things that I just kind of want to touch on just briefly. I try to stay away from the noise as much as I possibly can, unless there's something I just really don't have a whole lot to talk about. But you know, I guess over in the Middle East, there in Turkey and Syria, um, they're dealing with some really crazy earthquakes. And I've been seeing some videos, apparently. Now, I don't know if it's CGI. I don't know if it's real. I can only speculate and kind of just go based off what I'm seeing. But um, from what I understand, and this is just kind of going based on reporting on the Gateway Pundit and other sources that I've been seeing that roughly around 2,200 people are, have been found dead after a, a very powerful 7.8 magnitude uh, earthquake struck southern Turkey and toppled a ton of buildings. So we pray for all the people over there in the Middle East. Not sure exactly what's going on, but if, uh, if a lot of this uh, we're seeing over there is real, well, heaven help them because it sounds like it's uh, sheer hell over there. So so that's pretty much what I wanted to kind of just touch on for the moment. 
Um, and like I said in the last show, if anybody has any prayer requests when we get to the actual end of the show, when we start doing prayers, if you have something in particular that you want um, to be prayed for, just put it out there on the chat when we get to it. And uh, I will make sure it gets put in just for you. All right. So first off, I hope everybody's doing well. That's number one. I hope you guys are, you know, really, truly doing well. Um, cause I know there's a lot of people out there, they're, you know, they're struggling with certain things, health, financials, you know, whatever it is, right. We all have that cross that we're bearing. Um, and so we just, you know, if, if you have anything in particular that you have in mind that you want to put in prayer request, now yeah, you can put it in there. If you want to remain anonymous for your prayer request and you want to do it like via email, like for the next day. You can email the show at hishardline at gmail.com. So the email is hishardline at gmail.com. And you can also, you know, check out the website for the email or other social media. You can go check out hishardline.com. So about a year ago, actually, I would say, yeah, maybe 10 months ago, not quite a year, but about 11, you know, 10 to 11 months ago, I did a show called then and now in assembly. So this is kind of like a part two in a way where we're going to be kind of covering what we call a, a, it's like a short compendium of kind of where we're at, where we're at and where, or I should say where we were in history and where we're at now. Okay. Um, as you know, the Michigan general general assembly was the first assembly the first state to be assembled. We're going to get into exactly what led up to that. Um, then followed by Alaska, and then so fell the rest of the states, like California, New York, and uh, North Carolina, Florida, uh, Missouri, Montana, Oregon. We have Illinois. Uh, there's about 16 states right now. We're waiting for lucky number 17. Uh, we got a lot of states that are very, very close. And one thing I wanted to put a shout out to, I was looking at my analytics on the back end of the show, New Jersey. Thank you for showing much love. I know you guys are out there putting it down. You guys are getting your assembly put together. I know there's a couple key people out there, or at least one that I, I knew I heard of, um, that's getting it, getting it done. You guys get after it, Georgia, you continue showing, uh, Showing the show love. I really appreciate that. California, you guys are always strong up there. Michigan, of course, Florida, you know, and uh, Missouri always seems to show a lot of love. And, and, and you know what's crazy? Illinois. Illinois shows a lot of love to this show, too. Those are like the five top five states that are always pretty consistent uh, with uh, coming to the show. But Jersey, that's why I used to live in New Jersey. They're in Burlington County. So um, let's get that assembly going. Let's show what the East Coast can do. All right, let's let's get back to our original jurisdiction because you guys got a lot of crazy leftists out there that you guys, you know, tyrants, you guys got to get rid of them. Let's, let's return back to self-governance. But how did we get here? Like, why do we need to assemble? We need to assemble because that is how we self-govern ourselves. And I'm going to cover in future shows again the common law grand juries and what justice, you know, the late justice Antonin Scalia had to say on common law grand juries belonging to the people. 
We're going to get into a lot of what we discussed last year. We're going to discuss these things again. Like I said, uh, as the show continues to evolve and I continue to get a little bit better behind the mic, I don't know if I'm that good, but I do know I'm a lot better than one year ago. We're going to continue covering these topics because it's important. And even when we have all 50 states, guess what? I'm still going to cover these topics because we can no longer get back. We can never, we can no longer become a people that relies on government to take care of us. We cannot get back to that ever again. We have to stay in a self-governing status. That's so important. Now, what we're going to go over is just a very basic outline. Okay, so it's not going to be a thorough history lesson. So anybody that is going to be listening to this on the other side, on the download side, if there's something in one of these dates that uh, I may be missing or haven't covered, don't email me saying, oh, well, you don't know enough because there's a lot more that happened in that year. Yeah, no kidding. That's why it's called a short compendium of real American history. Okay, so just FYI. All right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, those emails, I'm not going to say they really chat me, but they will fall on deaf ears, okay? Just go back and listen to the other shows before you start making accusations and, and assumptions, okay? Seriously, I'm not saying I know it all because I don't. I'm still learning just like you. In fact, just a little quick little shout out to Kirk Pendergrass. Go to Kirk's Law Corner. In fact, tonight, Monday night, he does what's called Monday Night Law. Check him out. There is no man that I know that knows common law and these kind of topics inside and out than he does. And because he's been studying this stuff since 1995. So check him out. You want to know more about this stuff? That's the guy that you want to learn from. All right. I know just enough to get in trouble. That's about it. And I'm still learning. Okay. Now. Obviously, a lot of this kind of stems back even before Christ. But we're going to start right around 1213 AD. What happened around 1213 AD? That was when the Pope in the Vatican created this wonderful thing called the Treaty of Verona. What was that? Well, the Treaty of Verona, if you're not familiar with it, maybe you can do a little research on it. You can can bring it up and see and read thoroughly. But in short, It was where the Pope and the Vatican, you know, laid claim and ownership of all lands and all souls in the world. That's pretty cool, but you didn't think that that could be done, huh? Yeah. Um, Oh, somebody was just saying that uh, Kirk might be on a break today. It's possible. I, I don't know. I didn't check. So if he's on a break today, my apologies. Yeah, he might he might not be doing a show today, so he might have a break tonight. But typically, Kirk does a uh, money law. So thank you for that, Nancy. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so back to this. So yeah, twelve thirteen. That's when the Pope and the Vatican laid claim on all you know ownership on all lands and souls of the world. And that wasn't really going to go over real well with specific people. So in 1215, that's when the Magna Carta was created to counter the Treaty of Verona. And one day, I think one of these days, I'll read the Magna Carta on the air. We'll go through that. We'll do a reading of the Magna Carta. Now, we're going to fast forward from 1215 
A.D. to 1604. Well, why 1604? Well, that's when the Virginia Company, which was a French chartered crown-owned company, that's when that was created. And so in 19, or 1620, the Virginia Company, they granted a settlement of American land to the crew of the Mayflower to, in order to colonize. And then you go forward 18 years from then to 1638. That's when the Connecticut colony issued what was called the Fundamental Orders of 1638, which I also will be covering again. I already did a show on this and, and read that live on the air. That is also a very good thing to read. It's a very easy read, but something that you you know everybody should actually go check out. That's technically really the prototype for the U.S. Constitution. That was technically America's first Constitution, if you want to get technical about it. Um, and then, of course, we come up to the date a lot of people know, 1776. That was when the Declaration of Independence was created and given notice to the international community. Notice what I just said there. The Declaration of Independence was created and given notice to the international community. Do you know what that means? That was equivalent to the public notices that our state assemblies put forward, not just to the, you know, to the, uh, our country, but to the world as a whole, or I should say the national assembly anyways. And it has recognition by seven foreign countries. There's no rebuttal. They can't because this is our land. They, 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 they have no reason. They have no room to rebut. So the 1776, the Declaration of Independence, that was the public notice to the international community. Declaring its independence, obviously, from Great Britain. Then we get to 1783. And that's when the Virginia Company changed its name to the United States of America. Now, in 1783... America had won its war with Britain, seemingly, right? And it became a country. And that's when Americans were then free and considered sovereign people. Each state was a separate republic, united by a small, and I say that with heavy emphasis, a small central government. And then we got to 1860. Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm fast. Uh, excuse me. I am going way ahead here. Then we got into 1787, and that's when the Articles of Confederation were created. Now, in 1789, the founders met at Constitutional Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they created, they created what was called the, the Federal Constitution, creating a more perfect union. And that is when that reporter famously asked Ben Franklin, what form of government have you brought upon us? To which Ben Franklin responded, well, a republic, if you can keep it. A lot of people forget 
because it's not taught in school. They left this little detail out. Robert E. Lee was standing behind Ben Franklin, and he said after that, and if you cannot keep it, you will end up with a democracy. This, ladies and gentlemen, was the beginning of the great American experiment to see if the people can self-govern. And then from this day forward, the Vatican, London, and the Crown worked feverishly to subvert and try to take back the colonies. Now, we come up to the year 1791. That's when the first 10 amendments to the federal constitution became the Bill of Rights. Then in 1812, the British soldiers burned down our nation's capital to try to eliminate the original 13th Amendment, which is a title of Nobilities Act that forbids anyone, any nobility from holding in a public office or a trust. See, the British lost that battle and they could not take the colonies. So the Crown decided to take the colonies from within by stealth. Well, how would they try to do that? Well, you guys are familiar with the laws, you know, lawyers and attorneys, right? Bar card-holding attorneys, BAR, British Accreditation Registry. So they thought that they could take bar card-holding lawyers with an oath given to Britain, which is really, in essence, an allegiance to a foreign power. And they were instructed to subvert the American history and destroy it from within. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Do you think they, uh, you think they kind of been doing a good job at that? Over the last 150-some-odd years, I, they, they kind of look like they did a pretty good fair amount of damage, I'd say. Yeah. Now, in 1860, or 1861, a lawyer with a title of nobility by the name of Abraham Lincoln in violation of the title of Nobilities Act, the original 13th Amendment, he ended up becoming president on March 4th. And then on March 14th, 11 southern states walked out of Congress without adjourning and setting a date to return. They walked out. They didn't adjourn. They just walked out. That is called sine die, sine die. It's Latin. It means to, they, 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 they did not set a date to return. And they did not have enough of a quorum to adjourn proper. All right, Jason, well, what does this mean? Well, if you're a first-time listener to the show, let me tell you what that means. That was technically when we got ourselves into a constitutional crisis, because that is the day our Republican form of constitutional government became vacant. We left our seats because we got a little pissed back then. So technically, really, constitutionally, after this date, America really had no government. And all government actions at that point going forward were de facto and fraud. Yeah. And so in 1863, Abraham Lincoln issued the first general order, General Order 100, stating, 
And I quote, Until the people return to self-governing, the military is to run the country. This became our doorway, ladies and gentlemen, to returning back to original jurisdiction, to reassembling our states and reseeding those seats that were left vacant. America came to be governed under a thing called the Lieber Code, which is also known as military law or martial law. Now, we had been under a form of martial law this whole time. See, the movies depict martial law as tanks in the streets and and, you know, basically when the Boston bombers did what they did, you had military and the National Guard looking for the, what was it, the Zarnoff brothers up and down the street. I mean, that's all you saw was video footage of tanks and soldiers going up and down the streets, whatever, right? Pointing guns at, for you know, people with their phone cameras pointing out the window. But by and large, we had technically been in a state of martial law since back then. Now, this is the same military-industrial complex that President Eisenhower warned us about. 1865, on April 14th, Abraham Lincoln was eliminated before he could actually bring us out of martial law. Well, well, well. Mighty convenient. In 1871... We had the military hire the Virginia Company, a.k.a. the United States of America. Because remember, that's what they changed their name to. The Virginia Company changed their name to the United States of America. And so the military hired the Virginia Company to provide the 19 essential service, uh, governmental services to the American people. That was when we had the Reconstruction Act of 1871. And so, to my understanding, with a massive debt due to the, you know, Civil War, America declared bankruptcy and was, you know, sold to investors. And the existing government was, you know, mothballed and a privately owned corporation and then quietly took its place. We don't have a government. We have a corporation running this nation. And so most people didn't even really notice Washington, D.C. was created as a foreign country slash corporation and became the headquarters of the corporate government. Now, Congress returned, but was now working for the corporation. It wasn't the proper Congress, remember. That was fraudulent. So then what? Well, then in 1913, the Federal Reserve Act was implemented and America had no more of its own money. All money was then created and owned by the Federal Reserve, which is, again, a privately held bank. And from then on, we had to borrow our own money at interest. Now, in 1928, here's something that's very important to take a note.
the War Department issues a field training manual for the Army. Field Training Manual 2000-25 on Citizenship and How to Return to a Republican Form of Constitutional Government from a Democracy. General Douglas MacArthur studied under this manual. Now, in 1932, FDR tried destroying this manual and all negative references to a democracy and he wanted it destroyed with no explanation. Well, why would he want that destroyed, ladies and gentlemen? Any ideas? It's because he did not want to see this nation prosper as a republic. He was a very bad man. He wanted to see this nation get taken over from within. And he played a very good part in that by trying to destroy this war manual, this, this field training manual. But fortunately, he was not too successful. That's right. Ron here said right here, he said it correct. It didn't fit their agenda. That's exactly it. And so... Between 1945 and 1950, General Douglas MacArthur, who studied under this field training manual, he created and initiated a project operation blue book. Blue book. No, it's not the one that has to talk about, you know, has, it has nothing to do with aliens. All right. Cause I know some people do research on it. Like, yeah, but project blue books on the aliens. No, no, no. Project Blue Book is where General Douglas MacArthur handpicked a few of the brightest in the special forces and trained them in nation building and the Constitution. These guys who participated in Project Blue Book were, you know, formed the Restore America Plan, also known as RAP. The Restore America Plan. Now, Janoff Kennedy was the first who attempted to restore the original jurisdiction by returning to the Republican form of constitutional government. And we all know what happened to President Kennedy. They took his life. They eliminated him. God rest his soul. Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit in time to 2009. Those who studied under General Douglas MacArthur, I believe Carl Miller might be one of them, uh, Robert Gilman, there's others. Those who studied under General Douglas MacArthur and the Restore America Plan initiated the resettling of counties and states via original jurisdiction assemblies. The Michigan General Journal Assembly was reseated via de jure elections. And just a little side note, Dusty was saying here in the chat, the original blue book was created by MacArthur, so the globalists created another blue book to hide the original. 
They created a different one involving extraterrestrials. See, they don't want this truth put out there, folks. And Destry actually happened to know Robert Gilman on a very personal level. Learned from him directly. Robert Gilman was one of the original men under MacArthur, if I understand it correctly. So Destry had the privilege of picking his brain. Do you see why I value having this man on the podcast? A lot of you might be thinking, who is this Destry? Is he like a handler of Jason? No, he's not my handler. He happened to have lived the experience, known some of the original men that General Douglas MacArthur trained. Do you understand why I like having Destry Payne on here in the chat? He helps me keep the information straight because I want the information to be truthful and 100% accurate. See, we are living in a time where the CIA has done a very good job creating disinformation, misinformation, and try to get people to basically not believe anything they hear. But we're here to try to make sure we can change that perception. There's a lot of bad people out there that pose as truthers and conservatives and preachers and teachers. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for the wolves in sheep clothing, folks. I'm telling you, watch it. You will get bit by the serpent one way or another if you don't watch. Now, after the Michigan General General Assembly reseated their seats via de jure elections, 2010 came around. And that's when the Michigan General General Assembly adjourned the Congress that left Sinai back in March 14th, 1861. In that session, they brought it forward to 2010 and they scheduled the next meeting and they have held the meetings proper each month since then to today in interim status. That's right. 2011, notice was given to the office of POTUS, a Michigan governor, and others. And yes, it still remains unrebutted through today. December 11, of the Michigan General General Assembly issued what's known as the 21 requisitions to office of POTUS, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Pentagon, and the Secretary of State. 2013. The MGJA duplicated Michigan's history of 1835 with eight settled counties with no rebuttal and remaining 76 counties as the Michela Mackinac Territory with a settlement declared a de jure state with a global notice given to of the latter down to all 83 county sheriffs remain unrebutted today. That's right. It's pretty cool. Seven foreign countries gave acknowledgement to the MGJA notice. The MGJA held elections for certain national level seats in Durham, which of course Alaska is now a part of because they are also a settled state. So Michigan and Alaska are the only ones that can participate in national level elections. 
in the interim de jure government. Several months later, on September 10th of 13, at that time, POTUS televised a public address. And who was that? Well, that would be your fearless leader, Obama. But he addressed, he, he did a public address requesting permission to invade Syria with boots on the ground. And, and Obama referenced the United States of America three times, giving notice to the MGJA. Go listen to that video. Go, go look that up. You can go on YouTube, type in September 10, 2013, Obama evading, you know, wanting to invade Syria, or just put in, you know, public address, Obama, September 10, 2013. Listen, listen very closely, because he, he references the United, he, he says the United States of America, and then he says the United States. Well, why would he say United States and then say United States of America in, in different occasions throughout that? that address well again ladies and gentlemen the united states is the corporation and the united states of america is the rightful government the de jure government the mgja the alaskan general general assembly and others and destry is just saying right here in the chat nobody has ever done what we did with michigan i'm pretty sure the state nationals can't say they got that under their belt I don't know. Just saying. This is exactly, this is what Destry said, this is exactly what sets us apart from false assemblies. And Rita had a question here saying, how does a state get out of interim status? Well, when 75% of the counties are settled, a state can come out of interim status. And yes, Obama did test us in 2013. He wanted to see if we would respond. And he gave the MGJA recognition. Well, guess what? They responded. And I've read that, I've read that on the air. And maybe I'll do it again. But you can go back and search in, in, in Podbean, Obama, Syria. Just type in those keywords and it should pop up. You can listen to the speech. I play the speech and then I read the rebuttal. Go check it out. Now, again, back to what I was saying, he referenced the United States of America three times, giving notice and recognition to the MGJA. Well, guess what? The MGJA responded with a rebuttal denying Obama from invading Syria within 48 hours. And wouldn't you know it, Obama never invaded Syria. Well, how about that? The people do have the power, ladies and gentlemen. See, let me ask you guys something, just a little sidebar. If you got 15 million people that status corrected for the American state nationals, well, I don't have to pay taxes. I haven't paid taxes in four years, Jason. Okay. Rudy toot toot to you. How is that restoring the Republic? How is that following our founders' footsteps to regaining self-governance? Well, when we choke them off with money, they can't, they can't survive. Really? Are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure 
they have more money than we even can imagine. It has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with control. See, people need to get out of that, that, that mindset. It has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with control and enslaving us and keeping us dumb. And you can go check out the rebuttal. It's available on, on, on the website if you request it. Or, so, you know, I believe you can see it maybe on National-Assembly. If not, you can go to nasaranews.blogspot.com. Destry just put it right here on the chat. nasaranews.blogspot.com. You can go check it out. Proof is in the pudding right there. And, yeah. Back to the whole state national thing and, you know, status correcting so you don't have to pay any taxes. Well, <laughs> Destry says it very, you know, probably better than I could. Don't don't have to pay taxes is the, uh, you know, the equivalent of offering candy from a stranger that, that mom and dad warned us about. See, let me say this. Do you ever think that the mouse that got caught in the mouse trap? ever stop to question and ask, why is the cheese free? Huh? Do you think that the mouse, I'm going to ask you one more time, ponder this for a second. Do you think the mouse that got its back snapped in a mousetrap ever stopped to ponder, why is the cheese free? Beware of the trap, ladies and gentlemen. Beware of the trap. It will snap your back and then some and make you incapacitated to where you can't participate lawfully in this wonderful thing we call the Republic of America. Now, in 2018, the Michigan General Jural Assembly created a school named the National Assembly to teach people from other states how to duplicate what Michigan did. 2019, seven Alaskans came together on October 5th in Wasilla, Alaska. Destry is one of them. And they formed the Alaska General Jural Assembly. And they have been growing it through today. Folks. We need 38 states. Three quarters of 50 states is 38. I know New Jersey's getting pretty close. I know we got a lot of states that are getting close. I anticipate that any day now, now this is Jason Jones guessing, okay? I don't know anything that, you know, I don't know anything special. This is just an anticipation, a guesstimate. Because we have so many states that are so close, I anticipate we're going to see our assembled states go from 16 to probably like, I don't know, 25 or 26. I don't know. I I wouldn't doubt if we saw that in the next few months. I just a guess, just a guess. And yeah, Oscar makes a very good point here. Status correctors play off of greed of the individual. There, that's a self-serving thing. Tell me, how is self? How is correcting your status, which is first off a fraud, but how is correcting your status? If somebody can answer this question for me, I, I, seriously, I. I I will give you five minutes of airtime if you can actually answer this intelligently. How does self, how does correcting one status return the republic? 
re, how does it restore the Republic of America? Seriously, like how? Please enlighten me. So here's the, the, the whole point here, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know more about this, I have more shows that I've done on this. Go on national-assembly.net. Go peruse through the forums and the blogs. The blogs will show you the public notices that were put out there by the states. The most two recent you'll see is a public notice by Oregon and Illinois. You can check out what states have you know, put out public notice of their assemblies. You want to learn more, go into the forums. It's very easily categorized so you know exactly what you're getting into and what you're reading historical documents, things that have been dug up from true history from different libraries around the world that have been kind of tucked away and hidden. A lot of work went into the information that has been collected and digitized and placed on that website. There is so much information on there. It'll take two lifetimes to read through it all. There's so much. Ah, Industry was just saying that the feds and the state's corporations go after people claiming to be sovereign citizens. Now, why do they not whisper anything about status correction? Because it benefits them. Yep. Again, did the mouse who got caught in the mouse trap ever stop to think, why is the cheese free? Ponder that for a moment. Ponder that for the rest of the week, and we'll touch on that some other time. We need to assemble the states, ladies and gentlemen. This is the only way we restore the republic. This is the only way that we can get rid of the oppression and the tyrants. Okay? Let's get into a prayer. And again, remember, if anybody has a prayer request, because I've been seeing a lot of people been dealing with struggles. If you have any prayer requests, put it out there. So here we go. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you again today for gathering us today to further expand our wisdom and our knowledge on what we need to do through your divine plan and guidance. We need to return our sovereignty. We need to get our sovereignty back. We need to return to original jurisdiction and restore you back at the top of the throne where you belong. We want to get the biggest revival that this world has ever seen take place. We want to get rid of the evil, squash it down, throat stomp it to the ground, and send it back to hell where it belongs so we can have our thousand years of peace. Hopefully, that can come sooner than later. I pray for different people in our family, my nephew, our neighbor's mother, who are in the hospital, people who are dealing with marital issues. We pray that the Holy Spirit works through those people. And anybody else out there who's got issues and has troubles that are plaguing them, creating anxiety, I just pray that you deliver healing and peace to those that are walking that tough walk. But we also want to recognize you, God, and glorify you and say thank you for all that you give us, all that you do for us all that you provide, you know what we need and you provide for those needs. Thank you. So keep showing us how we need to walk in this life 
We repent of our sins. We ask for your forgiveness, not just as an individual, but as a nation. For the atrocities that we allowed to happen and being ignorant to those atrocities, being willfully ignorant in a lot of cases. This is our chance to right that ship. Give us that opportunity. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. That is all we have for the day. I do appreciate all of you being here. And I hope you all learned something new, potentially. For those of that are new to the show, if you never heard of the National Assembly, and you might be wondering what that is, well, let me tell you something. In short, here's what it is. It is the lawful and peaceful way to get power back to the people. Listen to the intro and outro of this show very carefully. I picked, I've picked those audio pieces very specifically. There's a reason for that. Listen to it very carefully. President Trump said it himself. We are taking the power back from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. There's a reason for that. We will be back here tomorrow. Like I said, tomorrow will be an earlier show because I have a, a phone call to be on at 630. So we'll probably more than likely just do a Bible reading tomorrow, about 15, 20 minutes, and then that'll probably be it. And then we'll come back on Wednesday at 7 p.m. So remember, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We have to hold the line. We are the hardliners here that we need to make sure we keep evil pushed on its own side. And we also need to remember we can't cross that line ourselves. We have to be aware of the traps, be aware of the temptations. Ask God for discernment. But remember, hold that line. Have a blessed night, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be back here tomorrow. God bless. Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost.